everybody. Welcome. This is the Potty Mouth Broadcast, and I am John Quaddy, joined by Nick Kubik. That was really good. That almost sounded like a like, like some sort of a uh, data voice. <laughs> well, I am a uh, vessel of useless knowledge, so I guess that would just make sense. <laughs> I can't wait to put that on your business cards. <laughs> oh, I've never thought of that. I've been using that for I've been using that line since I was probably <laughs> sixteen years old, and I never once thought of. I'm a vessel of useless knowledge. <laughs> that is a phenomenal idea. Okay, I'm doing that. I'm doing yeah, potty mouse. The potty mouse podcast. Sure. Nick Kubik, vessel of useless knowledge. <laughs> we could also make that our second podcast show. Ooh, ooh. okay. Vessels now you're useless. Just, now you're just talking yeah, crazy. I know, right? Vessels of useless knowledge. Oh, God. The <laughs> possibilities. How are you I doing, really John? Like I am great. If I were any better, I would be twins. Twins? That like the baseball team or, or twin people? Like twin people. Oh, okay. Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, it's a I, restaurant. It yeah. is a restaurant. And and I, I actually had never been there until uh, we were at a meeting once. And uh, one of my coworkers suggested it. And I had no idea what it was. I thought it literally it was like a steak, <laughs> just a regular steakhouse. And I walked in. I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say why. I get it. I'm going to say why. I'm not going to say why, but Yeah. <laughs> Well, good, good. <laughs> yes, well, hey, things are good, and uh, haven't been to Twin Peaks in a while. But maybe you and I will go at some maybe, point. Maybe, maybe it'd be fun. Um, yeah. Well, John, I've got some, I've got some good news, and I've, I've got some bad news. Um, oh, I, well, I, and and normally, you know, someone would say, which would you choose? But the the piece of knowledge that I have, because I'm a vessel of useless knowledge. Um, is actually the same piece of information. So it's both good and it's both bad. Wow. Uh, we, okay. we can no longer use the term all of our fan. Oh, no. Because I have confirmed. I have confirmed now, John. We have three fans. Do you know how much more pressure that puts on us that we have multiple fans now? So much more pressure. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get through a podcast without saying all of our fan. <laughs> You're just going to have to add an S now. <laughs> that's so well, hard. That's for awesome. Me. That's wonderful news. It is fantastic news. And uh, as we have said before, we love all of our fans. <laughs> Actually, what did we say? We lust after our fans, but we love our patrons. Something like that. <laughs> I love that too. Something like that. <laughs> but there's so much to love. And unfortunately, this episode is not about love. It's not love, actually. It's about things it's not. that we dislike. Or, or also known as pet peeves. Pet peeves. Frustrations. Yeah. Boy, do I have so many. So start. I have so many. Well, lay one on me. Well, I, I have several, too. I'm first good. of all, this is, what, the third time we've tried to do this episode? And and every single time, and I think it's probably because somewhere in the the world, the ethos, the internet knows <laughs> that we are trying to do this episode, and the internet knows how much I completely dislike it. Not the internet itself. I love the internet. We wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't love the internet. The internet, right. what I'm talking about are the ISPs who just cannot keep a signal coming to my house. Yes. I have in my neighborhood, I have two options and I have chosen based on all of the feedback that I've gotten from neighbors. I've chosen the best option. And last time we tried to do this episode, the last two times we tried to do this episode, we didn't even make it five minutes in and nope. my, my internet, my signal dropped. And I did everything I could to get it back up. I called them and they said, I'm sorry, we're just having, we're just having a hiccup and there's wow. nothing I can do about it. That's the worst part. It's not that they're, fa they're, they're, they're failing. It's just that I have, I can't do anything about it. There's literally nothing I can do to, to fix it. I have just, no control, no control. And now granted, I will say there are other options in the city of Nashville, but the place I live in Nashville, if you were to look at one of those maps that show you the lines of mm. service, mm -hmm. My neighborhood mm -hmm. is just literally right outside that line. Like it bumps up to probably the backyard of one of my neighbors and then that's it. Wow. Yeah. It's horrible. So that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. And yeah. it makes it very difficult for us to do this amazing show <laughs> that I love. <laughs> the one we usually do. 
and the one we usually do right um so yeah that's that's one of my biggest frustrations one of my biggest pet peeves uh, i have a million others but i want i'm interested to hear what your top pet peeve is well, I don't know if it's my top, but it, it was certainly top of mind when I when I was trying to organize my thoughts. One that I really dislike is waiting in line at a restaurant. And, and it can be a really good restaurant. It can be – I mean, it, it's all fine, but I, I just hate the whole – Waiting in line. And, and look, sometimes I know that's part and parcel to going to a, a really good restaurant. I'll just go at a different time then or when they're not so busy or whatever. I still am blessed to eat at some wonderful places, but I just dislike the whole standing in line thing. In fact, so much so one time in Chicago, and I'm a little bit embarrassed, but it's been several years ago. It was an Outback Steakhouse and nothing against Outback, but it's not uh it's not what I would call a high-end steakhouse, but at that time, it probably was for me. When it was relatively a new franchise, it was there were regularly lines at Outback Steakhouses. The one near my house in Chicago at the time was – it was like an hour and a half wait at an Outback. <laughs> That's like, insane. I know, but that's how they were when they first started up. And, and I remember that because I, I pulled into the parking lot with my, with my uh, family, with my wife and, and sister-in-law and brother-in-law. And <laughs> they had this hour and a half line. And I said, this isn't going to happen. We went back out to the parking lot and I picked up my cell phone and called the restaurant. And I said, yeah, I'd like to carry out. How long of a wait would it be? Oh, we could have the food ready for you in about 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we ordered that way. I went and picked it up and walked past all of the people I had been waiting in line behind and <laughs> grabbed our food and walked out smirking the entire way. I've done something similar to that at a Starbucks because you can order using the app. And I, yep. I, I'd walk in and I'd just go and I'd sit at a table, order and wait for it to come up. It's a, it's a, it, it's a really good cheat, but it's kind of fun to see the uh, look on people's faces. Not because you <laughs> skip past them in, well, no, it's because you skip past them in line, but it's not because they're angry yes. at you. It's because they didn't think of it. They didn't have the app. Yep. They didn't have the app. You know, Starbucks is an interesting one, too, since you mentioned that. And and we're not really focused on brand names or anything no, no, here. No. But Well, and I was going to ask you, so and let's yeah. take it away from Starbucks. I, I was going to ask you if standing in line at, say, a fast casual restaurant, not like a fast food, a fast casual, uh, annoys you as well, because that those are the places where you would order at the tape or at the uh, counter and then go find your seat somewhere else. But those almost always have There's lines. a place in Seattle called there's a place in Seattle called Specialty. Oh, and I don't yeah. know if you've I've, been there, but I, it's right outside. Let, our talk, office, you know, talk about. I, I've got something frustrating about that one. So you go on, finish your story, and then I'll tell you my story. <laughs> okay. Well, I love that place. Uh, the food is is you, you won't when I'm done. Okay, well, whatever. I, I'm sure they put something nasty in a sandwich, but um, but the food is good. My point is, like Starbucks, often, and there's one of those outside our office in Seattle as well that the line moves really quickly and I, I then it doesn't bother me as much i mean if it's a long line it's a long line as long as it's moving but if i'm going to be waiting an hour and a half i, I i'm that's just not going to happen so tell your story about special things all right so this is it's a pet peeve part of this is a pet peeve now i understand when something happens at a restaurant i understand when there's mistakes made or when there's an accident i, I have no problem with that i don't get upset with people at, uh, about those sort of things. Sure. But we were at a meeting at our office. As you had said, this this place is right next to our office in Seattle. And uh, I we went in there and it was a, a group lunch. And there were about eight or nine of us that all had lunch um, delivered. So we, well, I went and got it with one of our coworkers and we brought it back up to the office and, and we're opening it. And I opened my sandwich and there wasn't just one hair in my sandwich. Oh, no. There was... Eight or nine big red strands of hair going throughout my entire sandwich. Like there was no – yeah, it was horrible. It was disgusting. So 
here's the pet peeve part. Again, I don't mind when restaurants make a mistake. It's not a big deal. I brought the sandwich back and, and I was very polite. I said, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was given this sandwich. And as you can see, there's a lot of hair. I opened the sandwich and showed them the hair. And the oh. person at the desk said, let me get my manager. Didn't apologize. Didn't know what. I think they were scared. I understand. Yeah. Manager came over. What can I do for you? And I showed them again. I said, I, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but this has a lot of hair in it. And I, I just, it's not edible. And she's like, all right, what do you want me to do about it? Wow. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, do you want a, another sandwich or do you just want your money back? Um, <laughs> I'll just take my money back. Thank you. I'd like both. <laughs> I'm, so going, we just, and we just did a customer service episode. There yeah. is a perfect example of bad customer service right there. She wasn't trying to be mean. I, she, she was maybe frustrated. Maybe it wasn't the first time that had happened that day, but it was like, okay, you know, show a little bit more empathy. I'm being polite to you, but. Okay. But I got to ask you when you went in, did you inherently look for the redhead? Oh, of course. Yeah, because that's what I well, would have done. You can I'm see back into the, the kitchen, the red beard or whatever. Exactly, you can see right back into the kitchen at, at specialties. So, uh, did, did you find? Did you identify who it was? It was the manager. She was the only one Cut I saw out. with red hair. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you? Did you just fall off your desk? I did. Did it sound like it? I'm it sorry. Really it's okay. <laughs> That was that's what happens when you throw your head back on a podcast <laughs> laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, it was the manager. It was the manager. It was well, at least that was the only redhead I saw. But <laughs> that's neither here that's nor there. Specialties awesome. is a very good restaurant. I have never with that except with with the exception of that experience have I ever yep. had a bad experience at that restaurant. I've always loved it's that. It's a place. great place. Yes, I'm, so with you. I'm not dissing the restaurant itself. It was just that situation. <laughs> And, but customer oh service is another big pet peeve of mine. Just give me good service. Give me half decent service. I'm always going to be nice to people. That's just my personality. I, and I will be even nicer if you're mean to me because I was taught at a very young age, <laughs> kill with kindness. That's And I, yeah. I do strive to live my, my, my life like that. But mm-hmm. people that can't even muster just a little bit of common customer service is a huge pet peeve for me. Yeah, I agree. And and so to your point, like in restaurants, I, I'm I'm very much that way where I'm kind to a fault because I'm always concerned they're going to spit in my food. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want to ever run that risk, but I think you can do it tactfully. And I I, I used to occasionally travel for business with a guy who automatically would send all his food back, no matter what. If we're at a nice restaurant, he would always send his food back. And I figured out years later that it was just an attention thing. And I can, I I will tell you one day who this guy is, um, but he wanted that attention. So he would automatically, if he ordered a steak, he would send it back. And I know, I know there were instances where, they did things to his food. <laughs> I'm just sure. Cause I probably would oh, absolutely. have. <laughs> Cause he was just a dick about it. That's crazy. Yeah. I Unbelievable. Have, there was a coworker we had, uh, both of us had that would do the same thing. And it didn't matter what restaurant, didn't matter what the food was. Every single time she sent it back drives me. Why do I don't do know. Wow. I, I, yeah, that's, that's weird. So it seems like we're kind of focused on restaurants and stuff here. And, and I'm going to stay with that because, and it kind of, it, it teeters on the things we've been talking about. Weak coffee is a pet peeve of mine. Cannot stand mm, yeah. weak coffee. And you are a big time coffee guy, which we have discussed in one I of our other brilliant broadcasts. And, uh, uh yeah, I, I just, I need strong, real coffee. How about you? So when you're saying strong coffee, though, let's let's talk about that because when, now we're going a little bit more into detail about coffee, coffee yet again. Full-bodied coffee. Full Maybe body. that's what I'm saying. So full-bodied. Yeah. So, yeah, because you can get a light roast coffee that is supposed to come out light, 
but it's to enhance the flavors because a light roast is going to have more flavor to it uh, or more flavor profiles than a dark yes. roast uh, because it's roasted longer. So when you're talking about a good, strong coffee, are you talking about, hey, if I have a light roast, I want it to be double the regular amount so it really is bitter and, and strong? Or do you, are you talking about just the the dark roast coffee I, I coffee that is uh, when i say when i say weak coffee i i mean coffee that is not uh it's it has not been created to its profile in other words okay it's just so it, a lot more water and less fl- you less coffee it. exactly okay and so so you're right and especially when it comes to and i know better than to argue any of this with you because you're way more educated than i when it comes to this but what i know about a vessel roasting, of useless knowledge well yes but a vessel nonetheless um <laughs> I have a buddy who is a roaster and he it's all about uh, timing of the roasting. You don't want to get it too quickly, like within a day of it having been roasted. But within two days and in that first week is is optimum, according to him. And I assume he knows what he's talking about because he owns a company and he does all the roasting himself. So I, I find that interesting because the flavor profile is completely different if you wait a month before drinking it. You know, mm-hmm. after it's roasted, as yep. to if you wait, wait, you know, less than a week, it's it's amazing, and the bitterness comes about too. It seems like yeah. the longer, yeah, the and, longer and from the roasting. Coffee beans, especially roasted coffee beans, they're fickle. They really are. Um, you're not supposed to freeze them, but I travel all over the country, and when yep. I come home, I like to bring coffee from all over the country, mm. and I can't drink coffee that fast. I'm sorry, especially because I'm on the road all the time. I can't drink coffee that fast, so I end up freezing my beans. Mm. Changes the profile completely. You're a bean freezer. I'm a bean freezer. Yep. I read that on a men's room wall about you one time, but I didn't well, believe it. That is what I was going to put on my business card. Bean roaster. <laughs> no, Wait. Bean freezer. Bean freezer. Bean freezer. <laughs> you might want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah. So when I said I've seen that written in restrooms about you, that's another of my pet peeves. Dirty restrooms. Really? I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't think that of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Normally, you would think that I enjoy a dirty restroom. I, and, I, okay, so yeah, some of these are, uh, you know, everybody goes, "Duh!" Oh, oh you don't like hair in your food? Well, really? Yeah, that's weird. Be. Same thing but, with the restroom. And again, I never said I didn't like hair in my food. I just said I didn't like the customer <laughs> service around the hair in my food. Yeah, oddly enough, many of us actually, our three fans and myself, um, believe that in fact you probably uh, did not like the hair in your food. I'm, I did. Sorry, I was a stretch. I didn't, but it wasn't a pet peeve. It was an accident. I understand accidents. <laughs> but still, I'll give, give people some grace. Come on. It's still a pet peeve. <laughs> if I crack open my sandwich and there are a bunch of red hairs there, or frankly, blonde or brunette or colored well, It hair, just reminds me I, that I don't have any hair. <laughs> you do, too. On the side of my head. See? There you go. It's kind of a Julius Caesar look. I think it's very hot. <laughs> Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> well, no, I, I just think about restrooms and guys aren't typically as bothered by women because we don't always have to sit down. I guess I can say that without getting too weird about it. But we all use the restroom, I, John. Everyone knows. Yes. Everyone poops. Well, yeah, I, wow. Well said. That's a children's book. It I think. Is. Um Yes, I knew that. My wife and I have, we went in at the same establishment. I won't say where it is, doesn't matter. At, at the exact same time into the restrooms. She went to the ladies, I went to the men's, oddly enough. We came out and I thought, okay, well, I mean, it, it, there were some paper products on the floor and it wasn't perfectly clear. Anyway, I came out and I didn't really say anything and she was disgusted and she made it clear. I just, it was terrible in there. And I, look, I can pee at Wrigley Field. If you've been to Wrigley Field, they have like troughs there mm-hmm. for guys. So you're standing next to a guy that, you know, it's on the third baseline and and you're at a trough together like a, a cattle would drink out of. Um, so I, I'm convinced if I can pee there, I can pretty much pee anywhere. Yeah. Go ahead. But. I still don't like the dirty restrooms. Go. No, I was going to say, yeah, 
I was agreeing with you. That you don't like dirty restrooms either? Weird. I don't. I don't. No, well, let's take that a step further because here, here's something very interesting. And, and this, it's funny that you bring this up. So when my wife and I go to pretty much anywhere, um, a restaurant or, um, an event or something like that, it's kind of fun to compare bathrooms between the men's and the women's. And there's a, sometimes there's a, <laughs> it can be night and day difference. So we were on a train for, um, we took my daughter to a, uh, Polar Express. So you get the train ride for about oh, an cool. hour and stuff like that. And yeah. now we don't expect fantastic bathrooms on an antique train. It's, we understand that there's going to be some difficulty. We understand it might be a little bit dirty, right? Well, my wife and daughter go to the women's restroom on this train car that we were on and they came back and they were beaming. They're like, this thing was awesome. It had a couch. It had this, it had that. It was clean. And I was excited to use the restroom, the men's restroom. I'm like, this is going to be cool. If their bathroom was even half what they were saying, I bet the men's bathroom is pretty darn cool too. And and pictures on the wall, history, wallpaper, stuff like that. Uh, they had also mentioned. I walk into the men's bathroom and it's dirty and it's dank. There's nothing on the walls. Oh. It, it looks like they hadn't cleaned it in probably a month. It smelled horrible. And I'm sitting there going, okay, there's a little bit of a disparity here between the men's room and the, and the ladies room. And why, why are we as men? I know men are gross. Men, I am a man. I am fully, uh, uh, fully embracing that heritage that we bring along when it comes to bathrooms and going to the bathroom or just being men in general. We are dirty. We really are. As clean as we like to be, we are dirty. Wow. Men men are you know, dirty. Of all the quotes that we could possibly access from, from you during the Potty Mouth broadcast, men are dirty is really probably one that I would like to make sure Absolutely. we isolate. And so see, there's, I'm glad editing, I'm the one who's yeah, editing and please. not you because that would probably be blasted all over yeah. social media. I mean, you'd go up to potty mouths <laughs> on Facebook and, and see men are dirty. Men are dirty. Yep. Go up to our Instagram, a picture of me with my mouth open going, men are dirty. <laughs> I can see that you would you would do okay, that. good. And now it's a pet peeve of mine. I would I would absolutely do that. Absolutely in a heartbeat. But I think it would be to a really good point because it, there needs to be some agreement. I think that men are are dirty. We are. We, we I, are certainly much less appreciative of the nice things like flowers and things like. I don't need flowers right. in the men's room. Although it would sure be nice Absolutely. for a change if there were like a couch. Not that I'm even going to use it. Yes. Couches in men's room would be like a couch in a hotel room. So Jim Gaffigan had a bit about where he was sitting naked, not him, but his character was sitting naked on a couch in a hotel room. And he's thinking, look at me, I'm naked on a couch in a hotel room. And then he came to the realization that anything you can think of doing in a hotel room has already been done. That's very true. So, so someone else sat naked on that very spot on that couch. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. And you know that would be the case in a men's room. Oh, as well. absolutely. I don't, it would be great if it were there, but I'm not going to sit right. on it. It's just a nice testament to how valuable our men clientele might be. Yeah. In. Place and I'm making a general a generalization about men and and it's you know you have a hundred guys go into a bathroom half of them are probably very clean probably very disgusted the other half don't care those are the ones that are leaving paper products on the floor who are they're not aiming straight or you know all of those different things that could happen in a men's bathroom it's not it all comes down to aim it all comes dudes. down to aim yep yeah um so do those half let's say and I'm yeah, you're probably not far off on your estimate, in my humble opinion. But on the, do those half, are they the ones that don't wash their hands? Oh, oh huge pet peeve. Wow. Is that one of yours, too? Yes. Oh, my Talk goodness. No, but it has to be because we're talking about bathrooms. Is that the half that I mean, is I, it I half would, that walk out without washing so. their hands? It just seems like it. Maybe it's just because it is one of my pet peeves. When you use, uh, you know, <laughs> I could go so many directions with this. It's it, yes, go all of them. <laughs> I, I it just blows my mind when I see people go into the bathroom, they use it, 
They touch everything. That's the part that gets me. They touch everything. I'm not just talking about themselves. I'm when not talking just everything. themselves. I'm talking about oh, okay. they touch the flush handle. Yeah. They touch the, the urinal or they touch the doors going into the, the toilets. They touch everything. And then they walk out without washing their hands. It's completely disgusting. Wash your hands. I don't, I, yeah. Even if Do you, you have- don't want to use soap, at least rinse your hands. Get some of that off. Yeah. I I want to follow them and you hope that they're, you know, they kiss someone on the face or shake someone's hand or something when they leave. Big sloppy sandwich or something. Come on. Cause I just want to say something, especially if, if it's a dude and he goes out and he has his wife or girlfriend or whatever. I just want to say, you know, he doesn't wash his hands after he pees, right? Yeah. Or does whatever. I just want to do that, and, I, and it would not end well, probably. But probably I, probably just, not. And then you'd get punched with that gross hand. I don't think I would. I think I'd duck because <laughs> I know it's coming. And it's not just one gross hand. You know it's going to be two gross hands. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, science it's does just, science does say that there really isn't anything wrong with that. Um, the germs aren't aren't that horrible, and the more germs you well, have, they're not as healthy. bad as the germs on your phone, right. for example. Exactly, but it's still it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. I know. Or, I agree. But that's a good I, I point. Just, they pick up their phone too. Now their phone's even more gross. Oh, it's okay. So, all right. So this is leading into several pet peeves because as I and I am in airports a lot, and you know that, and so are you. It, you go into a men's room, and honestly, at some airports, they're the most disgusting really places. Are. But you go in, and there's some dude in the stall, and you know what he's doing. It's not like women in a stall where it could be one of a couple of things that they're right. doing. The dude is doing one yeah. thing or two thing, actually. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> and talking on the phone at the same time. And it drives me crazy because it's they're having a conversation and I'm trying to be quiet. And then I usually rethink it instead of trying to be quiet. I'm going to flush in the next stall as many times as I can (laughs) until he has to explain to the person on the other end where he is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, I'm in a restroom. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm coughing, yep. hocking up that's loogies the in the urinal. Anything. That's that's awesome. Anything. Yeah, I no, it's it, it that drives me absolutely nuts too. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> it's not like it's a quiet place. It's not like it's a good it's not like a No, and it's not supposed to right. be. A now, quiet if you were place. going into a private restroom because, you know, hey, you could close the door and lock it and no one could come in and you could actually have some silence, I can understand that sort of sure. I still wouldn't do it, but I can understand that. But why go into a public restroom like well, that? I, I, I can, but it's still kind of rude because you don't. Oh, okay, so you're you're talking about if it's a private one, but it's still you know in a public yeah. place. I, you know, I'm taking up time that somebody else might yeah. want to come. Let's in. Let's take. Let's take. <laughs> but a, you're right. If you, if you're at home yeah. or whatever, fine. Let's take uh, it a step good. further. Now. You do what you want. And take it a step further. What drives me nuts about people that are on on their phone in public are the people that don't use. The handset, the, they don't put it up to their ear. They use the speakerphone. <laughs> they'll be walking into a store. They'll have it two inches in front of their face, and they have the speaker on, and they're having a conversation. I'm People like, still do the, that? I haven't they do seen it all that the time. much of that. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I get the earphones and all of that, and, and yeah. I'm okay with that, but not yeah. the speakerphone. No, I mean, I, and I'm okay with people on their phone unless they're in the bathroom. I'm okay with people on their phone in public. I'm not saying it's a public thing, but having, well, especially having the earphone. Ear I mean, we travel. We know that. That's how right. it goes. Right. But have have an earphone or put it up to your ear. If you're afraid of getting cancer from your phone, put in a, an earbud. You know, do something other yeah. than let us listen to both sides of the conversation. That's just rude. Wow. That's rude to the person you're talking to. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And again, sometimes I think a lot of that is just people looking for attention. <laughs> I see because at, at airports, you see everything, as you know. Right. And you see people who are like looking around to see who's paying attention to them. <laughs> yeah. it just, it's crazy. I don't. Those are the people guess, on Facebook that just post things to see how many likes they can get. 
Well, or post things like uh, that are a- ambiguous, right? You know, um, uh, don't don't ask how I am today, something like yes. that. And, and people, well, what's what's wrong? Anything I can help with? Because they're just seeking attention. Yes, yeah. Or the ones that if you go like from one pet peeve to the right. other, aren't we? It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, it, it, but let's talk about social media, the, the selfies. Yeah. I, I use, I use Instagram probably differently in my background. I have photography somewhere way buried deep in my background and I love taking mm-hmm. pictures, but I didn't, how many pictures, and you've seen my Instagram account, how many pictures of me yep. show up on my Instagram? <laughs> None. Well, I, well, there are a couple, are a because couple I, but yes. I, usually, I, I don't, but it never with just me. No, it's never it's you usually alone. a picture of me and my daughter or yep. my wife and I or something like that. I, I don't like selfies and I'm okay. I'm not saying selfies are bad. Selfies have their place. I see a few people put up selfies of maybe self-improvement and things like that, which is fantastic. Mm. What drives me absolutely nuts. If you go to someone's Instagram feed, and a hundred percent are selfies. <laughs> yes. How vain can you be? That's pretty vain. Now that's someone seeking attention right there. Wow. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And and you said, you know, the self-improvement ones. So yeah, you get people who are workout fiends or whatever, and it shows the shots of them in the gym. I, look, self-improvement is one thing, but I, I think it still holds true what you said, that it's still pretty vain. I, you know, if you're in the gym, that's one thing. Or, you know, if you're out wherever at a restaurant with friends or family, sure. But if a hundred percent are of you in the gym sweating and doing squats, at some point you need to get a life where you've got some other things to show people, to share with people. Right. Well, and let's be perfectly clear. If that is your business, if you make money off of doing something like that and you have separate separate accounts, that's completely different. I'm not, I'm just talking about your own personal account that isn't making you money, that, that you're not trying to sell something or sell yourself. That's when it gets annoying. Agreed. Yeah. Business is totally different from personal, right. but yeah, and it is, it's, it's kind of comes down to the, the thinking that, uh, this is just somebody who, who is in dire need of attention. Absolutely. And it, it becomes a drama thing. Right. This is anything. I, and if you want that much attention you, and, and to, for people to love you and pay attention to you, you should start a podcast. I don't think that podcasts are all about. <laughs> Listen, no, no, listen to me. I, I think, listen, listen, because this is going to be good. It's all about me. Um, I think it's all about you. <laughs> that was very good. And you really surprised me. <laughs> yes, by all means, all you needy people, get a freaking podcast. What's wrong with you? Oh man! <laughs> so one accurate. of the well, so I, what else I, you got I, on I your did list? bring that up for a, a very specific reason. You know, it we all fall prey to to all of these pet peeves. I have done things that other people would find annoying, and I'm perfectly aware what? of that. And, oh, no, trust me, I I know, or at least things that I perceive as annoying to other people. So. Um, and we'll go on with with our list here in a second. But I do I do want to back up and say, <laughs> for every person, you have to walk a mile in their shoes. There are reasons that people do things that they do, and and we are not trying to be judgmental. We're not saying that anyone that we're talking about is a bad person or there are groups of bad people. It's just that we find certain things annoying and. We live with it. It's not like we're confronting these people. It's just a day-to-day thing. And quite honestly, for me, I don't know about you, John, but for me, if I find something annoying one minute, it might be something that I don't find annoying the next minute. It just depends on my mood. It depends on things that have happened to me during that day. Um, so I, I just hope our listeners understand that we're not we're not railing on any one specific thing because we think it's bad, uh, like the cell phone thing. Well, we are, but yes, it's just annoying. Uh, you're being a wimp. Cut it out. Stop well, being so PC. I'm trying, I'm trying to increase I'm our fan base. You that, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so right. we get up to four, but then we have to be Fuck PC. That. Forget it. 
Um, I love the three that we have already. They already know that we love them and, and that we're going to tell it the way it is. So you can't, you can say that. And I, of course, you're right to a certain degree. There are things that, that we've all done that we might say, okay, I probably wouldn't do that again if I had my choice. But the whole washing your hands. Oh, that's after just gross. Those people thing, should go to hell. They should go straight to hell. Okay. All right. Okay. Now we're talking. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but what, what if you use, what if you use a porta potty at a concert and they don't have a hand washing place? Oh, but or, they always have the gel. Sometimes, no, no, not always. always. Go to see. You've been to, you've been to Seattle lately. Come I'm on. I'm in nicer concerts than you are. Then apparently. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, if they have them at Jimmy Buffett concerts, they have them at all the concerts. <laughs> I've washed my hands in a in a uh, uh, inflatable swimming pool at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> it, had, it had goldfish in it. <laughs> oh, wow. They're just beating the goldfish. I thought they would come and eat bacteria off my hands. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I guess that's not goldfish. Set up right there. Yeah, I guess that's not goldfish to do that, but. Uh, <laughs> and I am so okay. So Jimmy Buffett concerts, and this wouldn't really fall under pet peeves, although it easily could. We went to the last one we went to. We went eight hours before the concert started because the real show is in the parking lot. Have you ever been to one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I've never been to a Jimmy Buffett, but I've heard okay. that before. Oh my gosh! They actually, there's a documentary about uh, the before a uh, pre concert for Jimmy Buffett. I just hope I'm not in that documentary. I didn't, I I don't think I knew you then, so I can't tell you for sure. I'll have to find it again and look. Oh my gosh. Well, let's hope not. I'm sure I looked younger when we went anyway, but But you couldn't look any younger than you do right now. (laughs) I, yes, I could. Um, yeah, but an interesting, certainly an interesting crowd when you go to those things, but there are, the restrooms can be a challenge sometimes and there's stuff that goes on. That's just incredible. So if you get a chance, don't go eight hours before, but maybe a couple hours just to sort of enjoy the crowd and you got to go with the right mindset. It's kind of like visiting bourbon street in new Orleans. You have to have the right mindset or you're going to be disgusted. Um, by the time two hours before showtime rolls around with a Buffett concert, there's going to be some people who are hammered. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was on a business and, trip once yeah. just, just to interject yep. my, cause it's all about me. Yeah, please. Um, I know it. We, I was on a business trip once with a group of people and we actually stayed in a hotel right off of bourbon street. And we, uh, the next day, one of my coworkers was talking to her husband and he asked, so what'd you guys do last night? And she said, we went to bourbon and we took a right. <laughs> And then he said, well, what else did you do? All I know is we went to bourbon and we took a right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do have pictures of this person um, making out with a police horse. So if that gives you any idea what happened after that. (laughs) Well, who hasn't done that? That's not a pet peeve of mine. That's not mine either. Uh, They're they're pretty good kissers. They're very (laughs) – as long as you have a carrot with you, they're fine. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, Go on with your story, sorry. Yeah. No, forget it. This yours was way better, and it's it's really, uh, yeah. Uh, Buffett is, and that's you know there are a lot of things that are like that. It's all about mindset, and and it, you just have to be in the right because it's easy to be disgusted at something like that. It's easy to be disgusted at the vomit smell on Bourbon Street. Sometimes, sometimes. Um, on the other hand, it can be one of the most entertaining places to go if you go with the right mindset. Um, I was speaking at a convention down there and got done early. So by 11 a.m., uh, I was in singing karaoke at a bar. <laughs> and I said 11 a.m., wow. not 11 p.m. <laughs> and we were there till 5 or 6 p.m. I was there with my brother, oddly enough, uh, who's a 
great singer. And that was great because up until about 3 p.m., we were singing just fine. After that, it sort of went downhill <laughs> um, for inexplicable reasons. But yeah, I think we left at about six and could scarcely grab our butts with either hand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but a fun time. And, and good story always starts. Yeah, good story always starts with uh, and things just went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if it starts with, okay, one time I was at Bourbon Street and, and you know, you're going to have a good story behind <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Or there's yeah. one time at that, but that band camp. So we're talking about business cards. That should be on your business card, John Quaddy. And shit went downhill from there. <laughs> Well, that actually would be accurate. <laughs> Have my name and then and shit went downhill from there. Yes, that's perfectly said. Jeez. What else you got? Oh, I got a lot, but I can't think of any right now. I'm still thinking of um, building your business cards. Um, <laughs> I had loud well, concerts. Okay, so Loud concerts? Okay. That's a good one. Well, I, I'm not uh, sure it is. I mean, I've been to some awesome concerts, but the loud ones were there. I mean, painfully loud. Right. Well, and interestingly, interesting that you bring that up because I was listening to another podcast and I'm, I am not afraid to, to hype up other people's podcasts. Yeah. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to listen to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. I have actually. Um, it's of, been, uh, it's been a bit, but yes. It's it's one of my favorites. Yeah. I just really enjoy because he's he's very open and honest. Talk about polarizing and open and honest. Um, he doesn't mince words. But they were talking about aging and how they they feel old because now that they go to they when they go to concerts they don't enjoy it nearly as much because it's so loud. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the volume that bothers them, but when they go out, they want to spend time with the people they're with, and they actually want to talk to them. And it's really hard because the volume is so much louder than it used to be. Hmm. Um, so it is does it really hurt their ears, or, or are they just trying to take more from it and do more things while they're there? They didn't quite know, but that is they were talking about that as one of their pet peeves as well. And I, I agree with you. I, I think I have a tough time as I get older to um, spend time at concert venues and things like that, where the music is just so loud. I don't find myself enjoying it as much as I used to. Yeah, you know, and, and I think I think about back to the concerts I used to go to. I, I mean, I was at some loud ones when I was a kid, too. So I, I can't really I can't really go to the the way it used to be. Things it used to be loud then, too. It, it's I've seen a lot of studies that you know, would say that we've all lost some substantial hearing from some of those concerts. Right. And, and I'm probably uh, one of those people that has. But I, just even recently, I went to one and blessed to be able to afford good seats. But the good seats were like second row. No, actually, we were first row at one we went to recently. And we were right by the subwoofers. Oh, no. And it would, like, rattle your teeth every time they hit a low bass note. And and it was incredible. But we're right up front. I mean, the band is right there. So it, they're great seats, but, uh, I mean, we needed earplugs. It, it, was, yeah. it was crazy. And that's probably the answer. That's probably what I should do right. when I go to concerts is just take earplugs. Yeah, because you can still hear the music and you can still enjoy the show. Just yeah, we could have heard. I felt more music than I heard. I think when we're by the sub. John, John Quad Beethoven. <laughs> that means who wasn't he the guy that? No, that wasn't him. Wasn't was the guy that cut off his ear? Oh, that was Van Gogh. Who cut off his ear? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't there? Wasn't there a? Uh, I mean, yep. he was an artist. But who was there? Was a um, uh, who? It, it, there was a, a composer. It cut off his ear as well. I'm not aware of that. I just it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, come on, Google uh, it. I can't right now. I'm. I'm, I'm lacking gonna, Google. Google. The Google is not available to me. Um, but wasn't Beethoven the deaf composer? Who was the deaf composer? The oh yes, okay. Beethoven was deaf. That's right. He didn't cut off his ear though. I'm looking at. Yeah, you're right. It says Van Gogh. The real story. He's known as the tortured genius who cut off his own ear. Uh, well, I'm a tortured oh. genius. I feel like cutting off all sorts of things. Wow. Like my start hair. With your, start with your ear. Yeah, is it red? Yeah. 
My hair? Yeah. Yeah. That took me a second. Two German historians now claim that painter Vincent van Gogh lost his ear in a fight with his friend, (laughs) the French artist Paul Gauguin. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) That is, yeah. Huh. That is very interesting. Well, and uh, for all those years, they were blaming absinthe. Oh, were they really? Yeah, that was one of the reasons they they said he was tortured and and he he had so much absinthe that he just wasn't in his right mind and he ch- he lopped it off. Well, well, you know what they say, yeah. absinthe makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> Obviously not because he wasn't fond of his ears. No, apparently he wasn't. It, well, it makes the <laughs> ear go go away, but it makes the heart grow yeah. fonder. Yeah, that's fine. That, All that's right, one more of mine. Yep. Ready for this? Um, So I'm going to start broadly. Actually, I'm going to start. I'm going to start very um, pointed, but then bring it a little bit more broad. Uh, So yeah, I know. I know. Did you wash your hands after you peed this morning? I did with soap and everything. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, So anyway, one of my biggest pet peeves are drivers, and I I know that sounds weird, but. Every city that I've lived in has had its own little quirk to it when it comes to their drivers that absolutely drives me nuts. I live in Tennessee right now, and there are two things here in Tennessee that I I have not experienced to the degree I have here. Uh, Obviously, there are people in other parts of the country that will drive very similarly, but to the degree where pretty much everybody does it this way drives me nuts. Everyone in Tennessee seems to tailgate. Doesn't matter how fast mm. you're going. You could be going 90. You could be going 30. They're going to tailgate you, and you could mm. you could literally move over and try to get them to pass, and they'll just move over with you and keep tailgating you. <laughs> Drives me fucking yep. nuts. <laughs> that is a pet peeve of mine. I will concur. And then the other thing that I've noticed in Tennessee, <clears throat> I don't think anyone here realizes that all new modern cars, anything made after I don't know 1910. Have this really cool blinker. thing called a blinker. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Oh my god! <laughs> Go ahead and tailgate me, but please use your freaking blinker if you're going to change lanes or if you're going to turn the corner. <laughs> you get to a four-way stop. I don't think anyone here doesn't know how to use a four-way stop stop sign or stop. Period. I just think they don't want to see. Or they want to see where people are going to go first because people don't use their blinkers. If you turn on your blinker, you'll know that someone's turning. So maybe the four-way stop, we can move a little bit faster. <laughs> Drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, those are two big things for me. I will I will concur with well, you. Well, for you, it's even uh, a more serious issue because on your bike, if you're riding your bike and someone's tailgating you, you could, if someone even bumps you, not just – I mean, it would take a pretty good impact for someone to get hurt when you're tailgating on a, a, re- a regular road in a car. But if someone bumps you on your mm. bike, you're dead. Yeah, I find that on the bike, people are less likely to tailgate. Um, they still do to a degree. and it, You should and come it, drive in Tennessee. Well, it, that's why I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that truly – on the bike, it makes me really angry. But – uh, in a car, it also does. It, it's just one of those things that. It, so here's what I let me ask you this because I have my own theory about tailgating. What percentage of the people tailgating you do you think are doing it on purpose? Oh, I don't. I honestly think very few. I think it's just they've they've gotten used to it and they think that's the amount of distance they need between cars. I don't think they were taught. Now, I, I will tell you, my wife, who is from this general part of the country, um, uh, she told me that there are a lot of places that don't actually have driver's ed. I, or back when we were getting our driver's license and before that, they didn't have driver's ed. So they were just kind of going off of what their parents taught them. Maybe they read the mm. book. Maybe they didn't. They just took their tests and they passed. So there are a lot of different things. And I remember I had to do hours upon hours of driver's ed separate from school. We yep. didn't have it in school. We had to go sign up for a separate class, pay for that class. And it was like yeah. 30 hours of classroom where we 
what picked apart every single law in the book and talked about how much space between cars and blinkers and signs. And yep. we knew it backwards and forwards before we could even um, take our behind the, or, or get our permit to start learning. And then we had to take classes, student driver classes from that point on. So it was almost like getting your pilot's license, not yep. quite as, as intense, but it was like that when we got our driver's license. So you know, there are certain things probably mm-hmm. because of that, that are a little bit more annoying to me than they are to other people because I went through that and they didn't. So I am again, I can understand that, but yeah, that's my, my long answer for a short question. Well, I, I, no, 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 but it, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. Now I did have my driver's ed class as part of my school uh, back in those days. That just shows how old I am. But it, it was much the same thing. It was, you know, 30 to 50 hours of classroom and then, you know, dramatic amount of time behind the wheel. Of course, I've been driving since right, I was 14 sure. anyway. So it's not like my behind the wheel was pretty easy. Yeah, mine too. Um, my, my dad had a farm and I drove all over yep, that place. Yep. Exactly. And, and farmers, typically that's what happens. Right. So whether it's tractors or trucks or whatever, but yeah, I had all exactly of that as well. And then in Minnesota, you can have, you can actually start driving a, a farm vehicle within a certain radius of the farm um, when you're 12, 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I think me. it's 12. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. right. And it's, you know, it, it, look, I, and to your point, I really think that when I when I look at the people who do the tailgating, it's usually either some young dude who is just laden with testosterone or something, and and that's a small, relatively small percentage, or it's somebody mindless, and it it can be male or female, it doesn't really matter, but just mindlessly tailgating, and yeah. that's the part that that just drives me crazy because it is dangerous on the bike. You asked, dangerous. you asked a little bit about the bike and I just got to tell you what's different on a motorcycle, at least at this age for me is that I assume people are going to screw up uh, people oh, in yeah. cars. You have to. Yeah. And, and it's not even a, you know, will they or won't they, or I'm going to carefully take my chances. I just assume they're going to mess up. I assume they're going to pull out in front of me or I assume they're going to change lanes uh, when I least expect it. And as long as you can do that, you can mitigate your, the danger a little bit. Uh, you can't eliminate it, but you can at least make sure that you're, you're aware a lot more of the time. So yeah, that's, sure. that's the, that's the difference these days on a motorcycle that uh, if you don't do it that way, you're setting yourself up for uh, some sort of an accident because, because people just don't, see you as well, even with the awesome bright lights and all that that right. I have on my bike these days. Right. Now, and, and to be clear, if you're tailgating because I'm going slow and you want to pass and you're just waiting for me to get over, I, it, annoy, it annoys me. But okay, when I move over, you can pass. Yes. The ones that annoy me are the ones that just do it. They're, yeah. they're like you said, they're mindless. They just, yeah. they're up on my ass and I, I move over into the nether lane and they just follow me over because they, they're, they're not paying attention. And that's and they the worst would be part. shocked. I think if they knew you were angry at them, <laughs> most oh, yeah. of them would yeah. be shocked. But most of them would be shocked. And then they'd get mad at the person tailgating them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You mentioned it's different cities, different things. Uh, so one of the places I travel often is Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And as you might guess, down there. there are a lot of Minnesotans because they don't like the cold weather anymore. Unlike some Minnesotans I know. I don't know who you're talking about. And yes, you do. And I just... Uh, there for them, it is the wrong lane drivers. Mm. So it's, and it's often older people and yep. Hey, there are reasons stereotypes come into existence is oh, because absolutely. there's some truth behind them often. Uh, but they're in the wrong lane. They're in the left lane and, and you know, you have to pass them in the middle or the right lane and they are maybe going the speed limit, which yes. in theory seems fine, but in practice is right. not fine. Especially when the left traffic lane is the passing is, lane. Get over. Yeah. Get over. Exactly. Exactly right. And so that's, you're, you're right in my opinion that that's the way it's different in different cities. Florida is much like that. If you go on the Florida Turnpike, you will regularly find uh, often elderly people in the left lane going maybe the speed limit, and you'll just see a tuft of blue hair <laughs> over the 
by the steering wheel. <laughs> by the steering That's wheel. All you see. <laughs> yes. You don't see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But it happens and that way. Some, and that's that's how we get Pepsi. So yeah, and there are some states that actually have signs that say, you know, slower traffic move right. Uh, it yeah. says slower traffic. It doesn't say traffic not doing the speed limit move right. It says slower traffic move right. <laughs> but here it leads me to another pet peeve. Even in those states mm. that have those signs, and I think by now almost every state actually has a law saying you can't drive in the left lane if you're moving slow. Um, and maybe not. And and I'm, I might be speaking out of term. I have no data to support my claim on that one. But yeah, I don't either. I know I've seen them in a lot of states, but I'm not sure it's, that there is a law that's right. associated but with there's, it. Anyway. There are laws and there are rules in every state that dictate how we're supposed yeah. to drive. Most of them are very common. Most of them are mm-hmm. similar. Um, the pet peeve is not necessarily about the drivers doing anything wrong. What gets me are the police that don't do anything about it. That's always a pet peeve mm-hmm. of mine. Like mm-hmm. someone here, here in Nashville, we actually have an HOV lane. <clears throat> it only, it's not a, it's not a very no. uh, strict HOV lane. It's only for a couple hours in the morning and in the evening. And it's, re- you're required to have a minimum of two people in the car when you are in this HOV lane. No one, yeah, no one follows Phoenix. that yep. law. You see people during <laughs> the HOV time driving past one person in it. it, and it's not okay. So if there's not a cop around and, and everyone's moving slow, okay, I, I'm not going to say I've done it, but I can understand some people just kind of using it to pass. I'm okay with that. But what I don't like is when someone is blatantly using that lane, driving along, and they pass a cop, or a cop drives up next to them, and then they just keep going and they don't pull them over. Uh, I'm a, yeah. what, if you're going to put the rules in place, yes, we need to follow them. I understand that we don't always. I, I'm a, I'm guilty. I do things I'm not supposed to. I think everybody does. But you know, if you're going to be blatant about it, let's let's follow the law a little bit. Let's let's do some of it. Maybe they have somebody sleeping in the back seat or something, just lying down in the back seat. And you just can't see. Him. Maybe, but then the cop couldn't see that either. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to. It's help. just little little things like that. It's or the uh, here's one, and I know this is illegal. My wife has been pulled over for it. My stepfather got pulled over for it, uh, but I still see people do it all the time. A cop is driving down the road, and the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. The cop is going 85 or 80 miles an hour, 75, 80 miles an hour. People follow him, thinking that they because he's doing that speed limit, they can do that speed limit. Or that speed, rather. It's illegal, and a cop can pull you over. And I don't know why some police don't do that. I know some do, obviously, because there are two tickets in my family for doing that. But <laughs> it just drives me. It's And it's not about the cop going extra fast. I don't care about that. I care about those people that tailgate the cop trying to match his speed just because he's going that fast. No, you know, he yeah. has a legal right to do that. He's allowed to do that. He might be trying to get to a certain place. Uh, at a certain time to arrest somebody just because he doesn't have his lights on doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything or lunch I, or going to lunch, or lunch. In a hurry. lunch. I mean, that's important. Donuts, you know, <laughs> donuts and coffee. I'm all saying my, that with all, all my with all due respect to my police you. friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You um, said it. So I got, I got to tell you how you set this up. You go, I know my wife's gotten a ticket for it. And, and, and it's just one of those. And my, my father-in-law's gotten a ticket for it. Uh, and so I, I want to, bounce it off you um selling drugs out of a moving vehicle I- i'm just shocked that they <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. that's what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> or i imagined you saying it so yeah. it was gonna make me laugh that would have been funny i should have done that <laughs> damn it if we could just go back and we somehow through the magic of audio and editing <laughs> i wish it were available to us Somehow, I wish that it would be. <laughs> no, you're right. And the and the thing is, and I look, I I give due props to officers all the time, wow, just they have because one of the hardest jobs in the world. They really well, do. It is. It's a tough gig, and and look, it, it's it's often a boring gig too, and especially if you're, you know, in kind of a sleepy area monitoring traffic and so on. It, it just becomes, it, it it's just a, a kind of a long day, and no matter what, it's 
it's not going to be yeah. done perfectly. And, but, and maybe I should maybe yeah, I should yeah. clarify. I, it, this I'm not trying to rail on the police officers. You I'm, don't have to be PC. I, no, 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 no. It's okay. I just, because I I do have okay. several friends that are police officers, and I do yep. I do think. Well, you used to before job. you started talking. It's like a that. thankless. I should have started with that, but it is it's a thankless job, <laughs> and I know they work hard, and I know they they don't make as much money as they should. On and on and on and on and on. It's uh, the pet peeve isn't necessarily them not doing something. It's more along the lines of the people taking advantage of the police because they're not doing something. Yeah. That's the, you know, if you ever, what's interesting about the HOV lane, if you ever go and spend time in California, it's a whole different ball game. If you're in the HOV lane and you don't have a sticker or if you, uh, you don't have the, the right number of people in the vehicle, they will pull you over or they will catch you with a camera and send a ticket to your house. And, Oh, I'm sure you do. I, there was, I, I hope there, there was some sarcasm in my, uh, my voice there. But oh, good, oh, there good. was. I got the sark. <laughs> yeah, the whole the if you can't if you can't stop me or whatever and say you caught me, uh, yeah, I have a real hard time <laughs> with the camera, and I, and I think they've had some legislation that has stemmed from that so as too. well from from right. just the cameras. But it's yeah, it's crazy. I oh, I remember one time we were driving through um, a state in the Midwest, let's say, going eastbound, and there was a police officer. Who was and I was going with the flow of traffic, so let's say I was going seventy five uh, in a seventy mile an hour zone. Maybe it was sixty five. There was no remember. traffic, was there? But oh, there was plenty. And this police officer kind of came out of I don't know how to explain it. He had somebody else pulled over, and as I'm driving by, he pointed at me. Like he wants me to come over to the side of the road, like a voluntary right. pullover. And sorry, not doing that. I just kept going, and I, I could have pled ignorance that he I didn't see him or whatever. But my, you know what? My rule is: if you're going to pull me over, you really have to pull me over. I'm not going to pull right. myself over. It's not like I was doing something dangerous or anything. I knew exactly what I was doing, so I just decided. Uh, if I'm in this Midwest state, I will deny this. Uh, but, but I just decided, look, you're going to have to come and get me if you want me to pull over because I'm not doing it voluntarily. Right. And <laughs> was that the and end of the story? Never. Yes, it is. They kept, oh, I kept okay. driving and nobody came after me. So right. why hey. wouldn't you? I, all those people that, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that I kind of dragged it into a, I can't wait to find out what really happened. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was on the edge of my seat. I was waiting. I'm sure you were. <laughs> Just like the rest of our fans. Yeah. Ooh, you almost caught. You caught yourself. A good, good uh, follow oh, no. through there. Oh, yes. I had to do the S. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kept going, kept driving. It was all fine. It was all good. That's and good. So maybe that's, though, that cop would probably say, you know what my pet peeve is? When I point at people and they don't pull over. That probably. would get me. And everyone trouble. has pet peeves. Everyone has pet peeves. Yes, sir. Um, it's, it's not, we're, we're not the only ones out there. And we probably, I do things that I know annoy people. I mean, just ask my wife. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> Some of those are on purpose, though. Oh, I like absolutely. to annoy people to see what they'll do. Yes, please. More. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> there are lots more. Uh, and I'm sure. Why didn't they say something about this? Well, you know what? If you have some pet peeves you'd like us to discuss, I think this could be this could be a show once a month. Uh, we would delight in talking about some of yours and and you can give us some details or maybe we just forgot stuff that bothers all of us. Don't be afraid to let us know in uh, in our social media uh, segments. And uh, Nick will explain a little bit about that as well. well. Absolutely. It's, Come visit us on Twitter, just, Instagram, yep. Facebook. Become a patron on Patreon and let us know. Speaking of, John, did I mention to yeah. you, and I and forgive me again for cutting you off, but did I mention no, to you, you the one of the ways I found we have more than just one fan is one of our fans actually commented on Facebook about our Java 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 episode. Uh, and yes. he had mentioned uh, Bulletproof Coffee. And I, uh, I had responded on Facebook. So, you know, guys, go up there and, and have a look at my response. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to um, – 
keep it short, which is hard for me. If everyone, anyone who knows me knows it's extremely hard for me to keep any story short. But we talked about bulletproof no. coffee and the fact that I like um, grass-fed organic butter and uh, organic um, uh, unrefined uh, coconut oil in my coffee. When I do bulletproof coffee, it's it's fantastic. And then he also mentioned something about styrofoam cups, and that is one thing I do dislike when I when I go to a coffee shop if they have styrofoam cups. I would really rather not drink out of a styrofoam cu- cup. In fact, I think I said I would rather have a canned iced coffee out of the vending machine behind the gas station before I'd have coffee in a styrofoam cup. I think that was my direct quote. You did, did say, I say that. that, and you know what? And Yes, and I concur because I, I, if I see they're about to pour coffee into a styrofoam cup, I just cup my hands in front of them and have them put them in my hands, and I drink it that way. It's just a lot tastier. <laughs> but I always wash my hands after I go to the men's room. So. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, oh. so, Matt, I won't say his last name, but Matt, if you're listening, um, thank you very much for the uh, the shout out on Facebook. Keep up. Uh, keep it up. Keep uh, sending us some questions and, and giving us comments. And we encourage all of our fans to do the same. Yes. We would love to hear from you. Love to uh, give us some ideas of things to talk about so we can talk about your idea or absolutely nothing about it because we are professional bullshitters and uh oh i'm sorry True. marketers aren't we it's the same thing no bullshitters. Um, no <laughs> so yeah uh please um follow us on uh instagram facebook uh leave us comments talk to us john anything else have i missed anything sir you are a vessel of useless knowledge I am a vessel of useless, absolute useless knowledge. And I am so getting us business cards that yes. say vessel, Nick Kubik, vessel of useless knowledge. And John Quaddy. Shit went downhill from there. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're going to, you know what? Before we know it, we're going to have 10 fans. We're going to have to, oh, I can't wait. That will be the day. We know we, we will have made it. We'll know we have made it. That's true. That's true. All right. John, (laughs) have a fantastic day. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody. See you, Nick. Adios.